1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 74 of two goalies one. Mike, proud to be presented by Outlet Liquor. What's your outlet? I'm Johnny Cullen back from a lengthily, a lengthily, a length, a lengthy delay. Uh joined alongside Dwayne Slayell as always and producer Steve. How we doing, fellas?
2: <laughs> doing good, doing good. Dwayne, I think you're muted.
0: So we I am. I that. am muted. Uh, yeah. That no. That is the word is lengthy, not lengthily. Okay. Lengthy. Uh, Just I was actually yelling me. it as uh, we were sitting here. Uh, <laughs> muted.
1: So. Feels good to be back. We we are here live uh, right before Game Five of the Sabres season. That that sees us sitting, boys. Where I don't think record wise, we thought we'd be three and one coming off a loss to the Bruins. Um, where you know you know looking back at the game, guys, I. I You know, obviously not thrilled with the result, but, um, you know, outside of that early mistake from Darlene, which Dwayne, me and you were talking about, um, you know, you never want to go down early, especially against a veteran team like that. Um, And if you guys don't mind, I'd like to break that down really quickly to start off. Um, We get ourselves in trouble. Darlene uh, goes to Butcher. Butcher goes right back to Darlene as a lefty right there. uh, And the one camera angle, you can see we have a winger high up on the half wall, and and Bob Budner said it best, when in doubt, glassing out. You just throw that puck up up your forehand, take the simple play. You know, you heard Razor talk about on the broadcast that, you know, Bergeron – or sorry, um, Marshawn didn't, you know, pressure the first time, pressure the second time. But, you know, you can't put yourself in that spot, especially if you're the franchise top pair defenseman, Right. That's right. an avoidable play. You put yourself in a hole early against a great team, guys. And uh, I think when you see and going back to the three wins we've had, we've we've had early success and and had a nice bounce back shift after that. But you know, couldn't find a way to get one home until what five minutes left in the game. Yeah, no, I think so. Wrong. It was
2: that one power play goal?
1: I mean, it, it, no, you're not you know, wrong. It was. It. Go ahead.
0: No, I, w- one of the things that stuck out to me the most in this game was you, you didn't look out of place, right, Cole? We, we, we didn't look out of place. I mean, I think the biggest difference between both teams, and uh, I'm, I don't think I'm being rude by saying this, is you know, one team had elite level talent and the other team didn't. I think that's what the difference is. It's, it there wasn't for a lack of trying. It wasn't for a lack of being prepared because every single game so far, this team has come out like they're shot out of a cannon, ready to play. Granado, uh, Granado Granato has them prepared, which is something that we're not used to seeing over the last couple of years. And, you know, it wasn't, again, it wasn't uh, effort had nothing to do with this. Uh, You know, systems had nothing to do with this. At the end of the day, you have elite talent on one side, making great great plays for their team. And we just, we just lack that right now.
1: And and, and you've seen well said, and and you've seen it in this team, the way we're going to win hockey games, isn't with that elite level talent. It is with a full 60 minute effort, part on the cliches but that's what this team is um, until we get things sorted out with Eichel or or we you know see our our young guns and in cousins and and you know a, a guy like Skinner getting back to where he was or middlestat take that next step is is gonna be winning games the old-fashioned way uh, for lack of a better term and you know we were just talking about it off air Steve um love love to see what's going on in the pipeline Um you know, you have Paterka that had a great showing today. Him and Quinn had a couple, um, and then who was the other one that got the goal there, Steve?
2: Uh, we had a goal from the uh, the King of Flow himself, Mr. Linus Weisbach. Weisbach, I love Mr. that. Mr. Weisbach man. ripped the uh, fifth goal for the Amherst this afternoon, which, as of this second, is actually six goals in favor of our boys in Rochester. So that's a six three win, six three lead over the Marlies with about. Seven minutes left to play. Oh, my goodness. Almost seven goals just right there. Holy moly. Geez, Louise. Love it,
1: God, I, love I love it. it. Mm-hmm. Hey, and I liked Paterka's camp. I, I liked him in World Juniors two years ago. Um, I like to see the development out of Quinn. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, what Granado and Adams' plan is for them. Um, but Moving on to tonight, guys. Dwayne, your thoughts heading in tonight. Um, One quick note, we do have an NHL debut. Uh, and we'd be remiss as a goal, two goalies, one Mike, in the name of our title of our show. We didn't talk about Nico Dawes getting the start tonight, his first NHL game. Um, you know, you got to think about what's going through his head. He did play in the Ontario Hockey League, um, as Dwayne knows that I'm a alumni of. Uh, he o? O?
0: played in the O, dude? I didn't know.
1: Um, no way. He did. Here's I didn't the cool know, yeah. He's dual citizen, Canadian German. Decided to play for Canada at the World Juniors. Uh, wasn't their starter, but you know, anyways, getting to represent your country at the U20 tournament always, always a big deal. Uh, One goalie of the year, I think that that year in the OHL, uh, maybe the whole CHL. He's a guy with a lot of talent. Um, it brings up an interesting storyline with with the Devils' goaltending. You see, they have Wedgwood backing him up tonight. Uh, but what is it? Mackenzie Blackwood not able to travel to some games uh, due to him, his refusal to take the shot um, and get the vaccine. Um, and, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens to them down the line. Another interesting note, no Jack Hughes. Dwayne, what does that do to that team? Because he was so fun to watch last year, Hughes was. And and being an American hockey fan, um, hate to see him on the sideline. Uh, tonight, like to see him, not on the ice, but it's um, it's 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 tough to have a player of his caliber not in the lineup.
0: No, it is, man. But you know, as a saber, as a hockey fan, you want to see Jack Hughes play because you want to play against the best, right? But as a Sabres fan, I mean, hey, this team, as we mentioned earlier, it there is a big lack of talent uh, when you put when you go head to head with a lot of other teams. Even even the teams that are expected to finish in the bottom league with us, guys, teams like Vancouver and Arizona, those they still have in some shape or form, higher level talent. And we, we have a lot of guys on, you know, either entry level deals, making one year, $750,000, $750,000, baby. Yeah. The 750 club. Right. Uh, it's, you know, so, you know, I'll take games like this where I can get them against a rookie goaltender against a, a Jack Hughesless list, uh, New Jersey devils team. Let's go fire me up. You know, let's try and go four and one here. Right. Like um, I'll take these wins when we can get them because honestly, I don't think I'm, being out of line here saying that what they've done so far, I don't think it's very sustainable. Um, eventually, like Craig Anderson's 40 years old, as good as he's played for us, he's gonna run into a wall here and there. You know what I mean? Like, and then your backup option is Dustin Tokarski. Yeah. Nothing against him. He's like an ECHL AHL level. You're gonna player.
1: need wins out of Tokarski if this is yeah. gonna be sustainable,
0: right? Yeah, would you would you would you agree that out of any backup goal in the NHL, if they start 10 games, you'd like six wins?
1: Yeah, I think I think yeah, sixty like percent is, is, is a good number. Um, 100%. Two out of
2: three ain't bad.
1: Yeah, no, uh, I, I I've loved what I've seen on Anderson so far. You know, a guy that went into Washington last year in more of a mentorship role—that's not easy. He and he he came out and he said it. He he wants to he wants to prove not only to himself but to everybody. Um, but you always, as a goal, you guys know, you want to prove it to yourself that you can still be the guy. And I think that, you know, he had that opportunity here. Um, and, and, you know, we saw that in a couple games early on. Um, you, you got to make this, here's the way I put it. Um, and this is why I haven't been on the show. I've been doing, you know, running my own goalie business. You got to make the saves you, you you're, you're expected to make. You got to make one or two that, that maybe you weren't right. Fail and your at team the end out. Of the day. I hate to use cliches, but you just got to give your team a chance to win. Yesterday, you know, going down early, we we didn't see that. And I, I don't think this is a team, Dwayne, like you referred to, and Steve, you as well, that with that lack of elite-level talent, we don't have a David Pasternak, right? I don't think nope. we have a Jack Hughes right now in our lineup. Not at the I moment. Think we have some budding players like Dylan Cousins. But going back to the 750 thing, Dwayne, the one thing I like about what Kevin Adams did, and I haven't had a chance to speak with you guys about this, is our team speed has went from mediocre to, I'd like to say, top, top third of the league. And you can see that in the New zone play. Dwayne, you talked about that early. Uh, is, is that a coaching thing in your mind with Granado? Or is that just uh, you know a, a roster um, that just everybody can move? I think uh no go ahead, Steve. Go ahead I
2: think it's a little bit of both. I think uh you know the moves were made specifically in mind that they want to compete with some of the they know that they may not be able to out talent some of these teams so as long as they can keep up with the pace of these elite talent team play games you know they're still they're still physically in it and then they can also on the scoreboard as well be in it. But also it does seem to be a Don Coronado thing because one of the most notable noticeable things that we've all kind of collectively in Sabers Twitter land noticed, is that Kyle Poso is, you know, no longer two to three strides behind every single play in the game. He is in it. He is right there where he needs to be. He looks like he slimmed down. He looks like a healthy Kyle Akposo, which we haven't seen since we picked him up. So I really do think that some, something Donnie's doing in that locker room is, you know, being communicated to the boys that it's like, this is a fast game and everybody's got to be ready to get in, and if you're not, there are plenty of people over in Rochester that would be willing to take your spot.
1: Well said, Steve, and me and Dwayne went at it about this, um, about who had the keys of, of the locker room, per se, last year, early in the year, and with Eichel being gone and, and Sam being gone, which breaks my heart because I love Sam, but I too. really think I really think Donnie has, has handed this group over to say, hey, uh, to, to a guy like Kyle Ocposo, who, let me just say this, we go back three weeks ago. Who thinks that Gergensen, Zocposo, and Dork is going to be our most consistent line? Right? We get laughed at, but they have done that with like consistent team speed, being heavy on the forecheck, and, and like you alluded to off-air, Dwayne, just, just more f- free-flowing play through the neutral zone. I don't yeah. know. Is that how you would put it?
0: I would say, like it's, we, we talked about this before we went on air, is that it's in the neutral zone, and to me, is one of the biggest differences outside of you know, being prepared and effort. You know, yada yada yada. Um Before last year, we were getting beat a lot, like really cleanly in, in the neutral zone on on their on their zone entries. Um We weren't putting up much of a fight. We we're on our heels a lot. This year, it's a completely night and day difference. Buffalo is really clogging up that neutral zone, not allowing clean zone entries. And then another thing too with our zone entries, you know, it, it it's night and day again. You know, you you're you're under the zone. You're getting you're getting that first pass into the neutral zone. It's kind of it's it's more often than not this undisturbed, and you, you, you're able to set up play whether you're dumping it in or you're stopping at the blue line and setting things up and setting the you know setting the tone for for that that particular puck possession. And it, it, it's just it, that's one thing that stood out to me the most is just like this team is just like there. You know, we get punched in the mouth and we're we're not. We're not turtling. We're getting back up. We're punching back.
1: Go back to last night. You After we give up that goal, one of our best, I think, sequences was those next two shifts, right? Going back to Dwayne, what you said, you get punched Correct. in the walk, you punch right back. I think the game would have been tied up right there. Um, I think Hinnestrosa got a little too cute on one of those plays. Skinner mm-hmm. missing it on another. Uh, you guys remember what I'm talking about? I think right around the 14-minute mark of last night. Um but Dwayne, I think that goes back to to Donnie and what and what he what culture he's trying to create with Kevin Adams. Um, that hey, listen, we we know who we are. We're, we're not we're not the Boston Bruins. We're not the Colorado Avalanche. We're not the Florida Panthers. Tampa Bay Lightning in the Southern league, right? And if we're gonna win, it's gonna be because we have you know a consistent, heavy four-check game with team speed, with limited turnovers and dumb plays on our own end. And, and I hate to go back to to to, to Ralph, but it, it, listen, there's going to be structure in every game of hockey. I, I've had the fortune of being in, in pro locker rooms and at that level, and there's structure at every level of hockey. But you saw and and you heard us talk about a ton last year that it almost felt like the players looked handcuffed at points last year, right? And, right. and I, I think those shackles have been released, and I think Don Granato deserves a lot of the credit. Now, um, you know, it's funny to see Mark Pissek back in back in the blue and gold. He was uh, my mate at, at rookie camp the year I went. Really great guy. Awesome to see him back. Um, tough injury, though, to um, – who, who am I coming out of here, boys? Yoki, how are you? I think that stings. And for a reason, because what we saw in those first couple of games, or that first game, uh, with him and Middlestat, um, I would love to see them back in this lineup immediately, right? Because I loved what I saw from them. Steve, <laughs> any thoughts on that? Losing those two and and the effect that might have on what we're what we're what we're going to see here coming up tonight?
2: I mean, it's definitely hard to lose some of the for a team that is a little bit uh, stretched thin. It is hard to lose some of those more top end guys in this roster. You know, Yoki Haru being the. Uh, the good cop to Darlene's bad cop, you know, uh, Darlene's going to go do something silky and dangly in the, uh, (laughs) in the offensive play and Yoki Haru, you you know, Yoki's got the line held down, but uh, you know, without that partner, he's playing on the, uh, you know, he's playing on his opposite side and he's still doing pretty damn good. I mean, he's Darlene, but uh, that's, uh, you know, I mean, obviously the finishing power of this team has always been coming into question and, We've been seeing Casey Middlestat since Don Granato took over, just ripping them home, and yeah. not having that around is—it's
1: so, it's disappointing. It's, it's, def- no way it's around it. definitely,
2: yeah, yeah, it's definitely hurting, hurting the top end of the team for sure. But thankfully, when they went out, they said it was going to be a couple, at least a couple weeks. I would imagine at some point, like maybe after that Tampa game next week or later on, we're we're hopefully going to get a nice update. You know to let us know. Yeah, they'll be back at practice soon. They'll hopefully be playing by the weekend or this is actually kind of bad. Maybe we should be worried. Yes. So, I'm 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 going to wait until I hear some sort of official update on the situation before I get too panicked. But cool. thankfully, we got a roster full of really hungry kids who really want to like prove that they have a they have a purpose to a purpose on this front on this team and like a place at the table. So you know when, when one goes down, another can fill we are
1: seeing that effort. How many times last year, Dwayne, did we come on and it just was fucking frustrating? Pardon my French. That that the effort wasn't there, and it looked like we we, we didn't have that 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 give it that give a fuck, you know? And and, yeah. and I don't know if that was that was a factor of Ralph being you know players being fed up with that. But look at a guy like Akaposo, him having some success here, right? Early on. Look at a guy like Gergen since I know he was injured all last year. You know, I, I I think that we're seeing players play hungry more. And when you have a coach that you believe in, and, and I've 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 been through it, you know, as a goalie, you can see it throughout the roster where guys are going down and blocking shots. And and you see that with guys like Kajula and Hinnestroza. I think they've done a ter- terrific job. Love, love, love the Asplund Olafson connection. Want to see what your thoughts were there on on that, Dwayne?
0: Um, I was always, I mean, big. On, I was big on Asplund coming into camp because I felt he was one of those glue guys. You know what I mean? A guy that you could really throw out there in any situation. He's not going to hurt you. Uh, a player that you know we we kind of sat there and put uh, players like. Um, uh, Larry on, on, a, on a pedestal, um, you know, he's over in I think he's in Arizona now, put him on a pedestal for the things that he did. Um, I believe, is he, is he in Arizona now, Steve? Yes. Yep. Uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Larson. Larson. Yeah. And yeah. you know, but the thing is you had, you had so many guys like that, that could you know, do what he did to maybe not the exact same extent, but to, to, to the same degree uh I, already in your system and you know, a lot guys are making you know like we said 750000 dollars a year and might have a bit better scoring ability root your rooster line and your your, your uh your, your Asplins, guys like that and I've really loved what I've seen out of that 70s line you know they're they, they create a lot of jam they and you know I've seen a lot more from Tage Thompson too um Tage Thompson one of the things that stuck out to me most is you know he's not overhandling the puck much anymore you know that was a thing that made me tear my want to tear my hair out of my head <laughs> last season uh, just overhandle the puck in small spaces um, he's using his size to his advantage
1: his boots um, are getting going a little bit more too yep
0: yep and one thing last night too is he had a goal a couple golden opportunities one of which he was sitting right on the doorstep the puck comes really comes right to him and just bounces right over his stick it was just like you took a swing at it but you can't control sometimes a bouncing yeah. puck. It's unpredictable, especially that close in uh, into the paint. And, you know, that right there could have been the difference last night. You know, but that that's kind of how the story was written last night Is the Sabres analytically, and I know we're not all big analytic gurus, but your expected goals for the Buffalo just dominated it. I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but I remember looking at it this morning. I was like, man, like yeah. they really took it to the Bruins. They outshot them. The, 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 like everything athletic, your coursey, and your expected goals for. You were, you were leading those categories last night. But sometimes and that's where, and again, that's where, you know, sometimes analytics can't really give you, I mean, it, it gives you kind of like a guideline for how this player is, these situations. But it, it, puck luck is a real thing. It
1: really is. Luck you is a real thing. You live and die sometimes. by the controlled chaos that hockey is, Dwayne. Couldn't set it better myself. You live and die by that, right? A puck Correct. bounces when it shouldn't. And, and, and that's the one thing that analytics can't, can't um, account for. Is there a place for analytics in hockey? Absolutely. Is it uh, an end-all, be-all? No way. No chance. Um, but going back to one thing I wanted to mention, okay, um, liked, I don't want to say liked, I've seen more out of Skinner than I did last year, and I can understand why, you know, you know having that fresh start with Donnie. Loved Cousins' play. This yeah, guy's Collins. been driving the puck. He's been driving the play. He's got elite-level talent. And I think that, you know, I listen, I don't want to delve too deep into the Eichel situation right now. I'm sure you guys have in past episodes. But in that locker room right now, you got to think that, uh, and again, to use the cliche, me and Steve were talking about it beforehand, you got to think a guy like that is stepping into a situation where, hey, you know, I got my feet wet last year. It's a tough it's the spot, yeah, this is a league I belong in and now I'm 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 you know the first line center. Now going back to you know Tage in the middle. Not sure that's where he's going to end up long term and, no. and going back to when the middle stack comes back, that's when I'll truly be able to give an evaluation on on where I see this forward group moving forward. Um but let's let's face it. You got guys that are a lot of guys that are on on league minimum contracts. That are hungry and prove it deals, which I love because it creates that that accountability that Don Granado talks about all the time, and, and we're seeing that. Now on the back end, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts. I know Miller jumped into play and contributed on the on the one goal last night. Uh, personally, I don't think Allmark played that well at all. The one knee, I don't think Olaf even meant to Olofson meant to shoot there. Maybe he whiffed on it. Maybe he didn't. You made it easy um, I for him. He that terrible. But um and and was it was it cousins that had the wraparound the wraparound attempt that went, went Off the back of, his foot. Yeah. It yeah. Went yeah.
0: back of his foot. Yeah. Yeah, that was cousins. Yeah. Like you yeah. said, cousins, cousins had a great game last night. You know, he played he it with did. a lot so of energy, a ton of jam. He was shot out of a cannon. That was yeah. by far the best we've seen him play, uh, going back even to last season. Um, because let's be real, yeah. his rookie year as some of the things that he did that was impressive on the score sheet he wasn't showing up a lot. And I expect him to be one of those guys that shows up a lot on, on the team that we do have this season. And last night, if you keep getting efforts like that, it, the, the goals are coming, The assists are The points are going to come. Uh, you said, and, and going back to your point on Skinner, uh, that goalie score was beautiful. You love to see the smile back again on Jeff Skinner's face. It's just, it's so it's, whenever Jeff Skinner's having fun, probably means your hockey team is playing well. Um, but I think one thing too, uh, again, we, you mentioned before we got we got Tage Thompson playing at center, probably not the spot he's going to be in all season. Even though that's the kind of size you want in your center. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it, it it kind of shows you do need that though? number one, you do need that number one playmaking center for a guy like Jeff Skidder to be consistently showing up on the score sheet. Right now, we just don't have that.
1: Well, let's go back to to what the De- the Devils were playing tonight without Jack Hughes. We're looking at. Uh, Azaka, Zaka, he shared Brat line, right? Like Correct. a similar situation to what we're dealing with. And 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 I think that, you know, I don't want to compare us to the Devils, but we're in the same kind of perpetual bottom of the league lottery pick situation, missing the playoffs. Um, you know, they're missing their, their guy and in, in, in Jack Hughes. We're missing our guy and Jack Eichel, two completely unrelated situations. Um, so I think this is going to be a very competitive game tonight, and it's going to be a fun one with, with Lindy on the other side, right? Like, yeah, always you guys fun to remember too, Lindy drafted, uh, Lindy and, um, um, what's his, what's his, uh, Darcy. Lindy and Darcy draft Mark Fisick. So there's some history there too, right? Like, was that, was that, was that?
0: Hundred percent,
1: dude. Because that's when the camp I went to, Pissick, Pissick was there. That was his draft year. He was our first rounder that year. And Lindy and Darcy were still there. That was their last year. That's but wild. They, they that. did draft him. Isn't that wild? That's wild. So I mean, listen, the, the, the New, York, New Jersey Devils are going through this something similar that that we're going through, albeit two completely different situations. And and I don't I don't mean to get into the ICO stuff right now, uh, unless you guys do. But looking into the game tonight, I think the keys for me are anytime you have a guy making his first NHL start, you you Donnie draws up his game plan with, with three key points. A you win the first five and last five of, of minutes of every period, right? You make life extremely tough on this guy by getting traffic and by throwing pucks on net early and often from all places, and and making him make the saves rather than looking for that pretty goal, which I think hurt us early last night. Thoughts yeah, on that, that right? yeah, yeah,
2: that was always a symptom of last season, you know, the Sabres trying to make that perfect play rather than just making the play that they had the capacity to make. And there were so many opportunities that were missed because somebody just wanted to make that extra pass or wanted to hang on to it for a second too long to see if anything opened up. And then all it of a sudden Hinnistro that opening that they had that would close.
1: Right but over, it, Steve. It's that Innistro's a three-on-two right after the goal. I know. like, Do we score on that? I and mean, Who knows? But if you get that puck to the net tonight and a guy in his first NHL start on, on a struggling Devils team without their best player and their captain... I mean, cause you know, a lot. That's of, my point.
0: You got to cause a lot of havoc in front of the net, in front of this kid, man. Like you said, he, his he, his crap. nerves are all over the place right now. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, like I don't know what it's like to play in the NHL or any high level hockey, but like, I could only imagine, dude. He's probably shit about six times today. Like he's got the he's got the nervous shits, hundred percent.
1: Wayne, did you did you slip Xlax in his pregame meal?
0: Like, honest to God, he. Wayne
1: just seen... got back from Newark on. Uh, Nico Dawes is shredding the, the Reddies, yeah. boys.
0: Have we have we seen have have we all seen the movie Creed with uh you know Apollo Creed's son with Sylvester Stallone? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah you yeah, remember yeah, the
0: yeah. scene? Remember the scene of that first fight? He's getting all taped up and stuff like that, and then like the the guy comes like, "Oh, it's time," and he's like, "Yo, yeah, take my gloves off." And was like, well, dude, you're going to be fighting. like, no, dude, I got a shit. I got a shit right now. I got a shit. Poop. I got That guy's probably pooped at least six times today. I, I, Look, overall, uh,
2: I mean, I know it's his first NHL start, but I I do watch a lot of AHL games because I really like following those Americs. And they did play Nico Dawes when he had a start for the Utica Comets last weekend. And that kid looked sharp. I don't know if that was his first AHL start. And I know the AHL and the NHL are two completely different beasts, but this kid, he was making big, he was making bailout saves when he needed to make them. And he was where he needed to be when he needed to be there. So I, you
1: I, did, I That Steve, he's a big guy that moves. Well, he's had success at every level he's been at. Um, and with those big guys that tend to play deep in, in, in their net, you have to create layers of traffic. And, and you're right. listen, they wouldn't be giving him a, a call up start earlier in the season if he hadn't deserved it and that Utica game you go back to i'm sure that that's a part of it looking at looking at his numbers for right now um he had one game uh won the game uh two goals allowed and a 926 save percentage that that's 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 earned him that's his the only that's game he played this year the game that you saw. So listen, that's enough to earn yourself, especially with what Blackwood's going with, um and Wedgewood as 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 the other guy. That's enough Black to earn yourself. A lot of wood. A lot of wood. Oh yeah, you <laughs> love it, so you know I love it. you love that. to get
2: some good wood on it, boys.
1: boys. Good wood. <laughs> uh, get the good you know, wood on it. Piece of wood. No, yeah, my again. my thoughts on this. Listen, never got to play at that level. The only thing I could compare it to was my first game with Team USA in, in Prague. With the drums, and I I may or may not have had diarrhea, Dwayne, but I do remember <laughs> just wanting to get settled in and get that yeah. first safe, right? And and, and I don't know if I speak for all goalies, but you know what I'm talking about, and that you know, it's it, it's it's like any other 60 minute game that you've ever played, but you just want to get comfortable and tracking that puck, whether it's 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 a, it's a shot off the rush, whether it's a low to high play. You just want to be seeing the puck, but it goes back to my game plan. Um, I hope that Donnie's instilling in these guys that hey, let's let's get to the net, create layers of traffic, and let's not pass up shots because we've seen for three years or, or seven years or nine years, whatever it's been, teams. This team is not going to win with with you know tic tac toe, beautiful plays all the time. This team's going to win with with some ugly goals. And in order to do that, mm-hmm. you, you need to get the puck um, off the forecheck, which we've done well, I think we have, and go low to high and get pucks in the net. And it's not—it's listen. There's a reason why the far pad net drive drill it works at every level, is because there's no way to defend it as a goalie, right? Dwayne? I
0: think I think it's something that's undervalued too. You don't see it enough in hockey at all levels. I think. I, I used to pound that in these in, into my kids' heads from the bench what all the time. i I'm every like every
1: time, if, every time I run a team practice, way, and I still do the far pad net drive drill. You every, should every,
0: every at all levels, man. It, it used to drive me nuts. It's like you have guys on terrible angles trying to go top corner, and it's just like, buddy, you're like that's you're, a that's break no pass
1: going the other way.
0: That's such a low percentage chance, and your chances of even hitting the net from that angle are very low. Just, like so, 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 uh, honestly, soft shot that bar pad and like honestly just yell net, net, net and have your guys drive and the rebounds there nine times out of ten. It really is.
1: So one early, one, one thing I wanted to bring up is in in Lindy's uh, media scrum after the last game he was quoted as saying his best players need to be his best players. It's something that I've said all the time as a head coach when I was a head coach and uh, he's not wrong um, mm-hmm. but you know, it's it's easy to say that when your top line is missing its best players. Listen, you're not going to replace Jack Hughes and what he brings to their lineup, okay? There, there's no way that happens. In the same way that we look at, you're not going to replace um, what Jack Eichel brought to this lineup, right? You have no, to not. find ways to adapt, and, and, and that's where I love Donnie's approach as a coach. The best coaches I ever played for, were the ones that were able to adapt, and I was lucky to play for two guys that are now NHL head coaches, and DJ Smith, who coaches the Ottawa Senators, and Bobby Boonier, the, boogeyman. Dwayne, the Boogie Man, Dwayne. That's going to be on our bucket list of interviews. We got to get him on. Um, but they always preached those, those 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 simple concepts. And you know what drill we did every Thursday, Dwayne, before we started it? our weekend.
0: Tell me, I want to hear
1: far it. Far pad net drive, baby. And it's amazing because those guys are now head coaches in the show. You see a young Ottawa Senators team that's trending in the right direction. God damn it, I love Brady Kachuk. He gets me six to midnight in a hurry. Did you guys <laughs> see that clip from earlier at the end of the game? spin Chicklets put it out where there was I a doing hit. No. Oh, it, it's great. I recommend every listener to go on Spin Chicklets Twitter account. Somebody took a run. Uh, the Rangers were beating that. Senators 3-2 late. Brady went right after the guy fucking love that. got right in his face, face washed him. That's not going to be allowed. And, and I see a little bit of that in our lineup. Listen, uh, one other thing I wanted to bring up John Hayden, not a John. huge fan of his foot speed, not a huge fan of anything he brings to the table. What's your guys take, Steve? I'll throw it to you. Um, you, you know, who's, who's the healthy scratch tonight?
2: Um, I believe it's Cody Eakin who is uh, out of the lineup, and that's why Murray got the call up. But I thought Murray would be the one getting subbed in place, but it is John Hayden instead. But uh, the one stat when John Hayden was first signed that I saw that stood out beyond anything on his sheet were the penalty minutes, which leads me to believe that sometimes he can be a little bit a little bit combative
1: you know yeah he's you know? heavy in this league for sure and I, th- I think it's something that we've lacked for a long time and, and listen i get that the game's changing we've all talked about that um but listen we go back to remember the the whole thing with the rangers and um that that, that game against i forget who it was against washington and when wilson what did whatever he did to um yeah the breadman pasta they picked up revo for a reason right like, there is room for fighting in this game. Now, with that being said, it's not like it was 10 years ago when there was roster spots for guys that could fight and not play the game. you got to be able to play the game. And a guy like John Hayden, I just would like to see him get in. If you're not going to fight, which you don't need to, like, you're there in case it happens, but get in and and, and, and create some havoc, right? And, and get in and finish your hit on that defenseman, on the forecheck. Because you're not gonna play a ton. Dwayne, what, what can you see out of out of that fourth line? Um, I have the lineup right here. We have Kajula, uh, and John Hayden. What do you want to see out of them tonight?
0: Um, I guess I guess again, against the struggling Devils team, you wanna see them, you know, really match up. And honestly, I, I feel like this is our bottom six is where you can definitely take advantage of a team like the Devils because, I mean, let's be real. All four of our lines, there isn't a ton of talent separation in between each line. So I see a guy like Rooster Lion on our fourth line, a guy who plays a lot of speed, has a great shot, a lot of skill there, um, ton of speed. I want to see them really take it to the Devils, no matter who they match up against. I think that's a line for me tonight that could be a team that could be a, a very a team that could. Possess the puck a lot, could draw a lot of penalties, and you know what? Create a lot of havoc for this new rookie goaltender.
2: Look, if it, it honestly, if it's me, I kind of want to see one of the two people on R2's wing be replaced by Murray at like last minute scratch. Because one, Brett Murray and R2 Roots Line have chemistry from playing together in Rochester all last year. But you want to know where Brett Murray makes his ba- money on the ice? Right, right in front, in of, the front of the goalie. That yep. dude is huge. And if you want to cause havoc, there is no bigger havoc you could put on the heist than big Brett Murray. That dude knows exactly how to plant. He knows how to tip it in. And there is nobody getting him out of that crease, not without drawing a penalty. And then you got a power play. Who doesn't love that? That's a way to finish. Just ask Olsson.
1: Well, you know what? Going back to that, guys, we, we, you know we, it's, we can't not talk about Will Butcher's return to New Jersey. Um, True. Right after the Devils signed Dougie Hamilton on day one of it's usually what is it July one? I know it's been messed up. Yeah, it was but the twenty eighth this they signed year. Him. We they they traded Will Butcher and a fifth round pick to the Sabers. For future considerations, I think it's funny because you, you don't see that anymore, right? I was traded for future considerations once, and it made me feel like the biggest piece of shit in the <laughs> world, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, your bag. I'm like, hey, what I get traded for? A fifth, uh, a sixth, you know? Nah, future considerations. It's like, oh my God, I suck. You can't, even, up, can't even get a Coach is going to ask that back. Coach on no, no, that team is going to take, run take run the run other run guy run out for a steak dinner. <laughs> Kid Is has that a future million, consideration? Draft pick. Um, no, but um, I don't know. It, Will Butcher getting back um, to Newark. Um, you know, hey, they basically said, Listen, we don't want you. Fuck You, we picked out Dougie, Dougie Hamilton. They're not comparables, but you're the odd man out. Smell you later. We'll trade a bag of pucks for you. Um, I, I, you know what, I, I'm not all tummy sticks about these, you know. Um, reunions and like, and I, I don't know, I wasn't at the game where either, were either of you at the game when, uh, against Arizona, when, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Larson, Larson and Carter Hunt came back.
2: Yeah, I was there, but, um, um yeah, I didn't, didn't get was the there start that night. It was some like no name so guy. Hunt,
1: it's like tough, that. right? Like, what are you going to show him giving up seven, seven goals on eight shots? I mean, I don't oh, know. Yeah, cool. that was I'm sorry. But was there any recognition of them at all?
2: Um, I think there was a little bit more booing when Arizona got their lone goal because I believe Larson had the assist on it. So that might have been a little bit of an extra eh, damn. That sucks. But other than that but other well, than that, Carter Hutton didn't touch the ice, so he didn't get a standing boovation.
1: <laughs> I don't, want to talk. Do you guys I don't think people
0: would have booed him though. I don't think people boo Carter Hutton. Why?
1: Well, I mean Don't kick a
2: guy when he's down.
1: Yeah, that's I mean, I mean, that's where you hope that people have some respect. Uh question about the goaltending. Uh on back to back nights with a forty year old goalie, it's gonna be tough for, for Craig to play. And 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 I could be wrong there. Craig could say, Hey, fuck you, call. I'm I'm ready to go. Um, but we are it looks like we're going with um, Yep, we Um again Tikarski and that. And, not-
0: and,
1: and and going back to your sixty percent comment, Dwayne. Uh, I would love to see that, right? Um, this
0: is a game you definitely want to see him win.
1: Listen, But listen, remember we talked about last year, Montreal? I said this early on in the season when we, we had the interview with the um, Montreal um, sports that guy. Remember what I'm talking about? I'm terrible. Um, Eric right? Engels. Yes, and, and he did spin chiclets right after he did us. And I said one of the things that I thought made Montreal – a better club, especially in that condensed season, was the pickup of Jake Allen. Jake Allen's been a stunt ever since mm-hmm. he got to Montreal, right? Well, they're 0-5 yeah. right now. Well, listen, there's a lot of stuff going on there. Um, they, they didn't have a – hey, how's Tampa Bay doing, Dwayne?
0: That's true, yep. yep.
1: Like, we're in that weird they're, – they're finally back to a regular start schedule. But the teams that played in the finals had – even less time than any team ever before, right? Correct. Now, my point being is, uh, I don't even know a fucking Jake. How many games Jake Allen's even played? They, they, the, the game that they, who, who even played against us in that starting game? Never even heard of that guy. Might as well have been me <laughs> or you, buddy. Might I as thought, well been yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, Takarski's got to find a way to, you know, hold UPL at bay if he wants to stay in this league. You know, uh, I, I personally. I, I want UPL to develop at this point, unsure of what's best for him. Um, I'm sure in his mind, he wish he would have done a little bit better in his preseason affairs so that he would have gotten that knot nah, because in, in a year where you're going to have keep some hunger, they'll keep some hungry. Yeah. But that, but, but that's my point, right? Like if it goes the other ways and he steps in fuck on a day that, or on a week that Craig has a tough stretch, Fuck, there you are. You're in the league and you have your chance. Now you're going to need an injury or, you know, a couple months of outstanding play on your end. You know what I mean? So tough to see mm-hmm. that. Would have loved to have seen him earn that job out of camp. Um, instead, we don't. Um, we have Nico Dawes versus Dustin Tukarski. Uh Never been a huge fan of Tukarski, but being a little guy, he, he does do a good job of getting outside the crease, have active hands. Dwayne, yep, yep. what are your thoughts on him? And then I'll throw it to you, Steve, for your saying. Uh,
0: just yeah, like I said, just you know, keep the play in front of you. Uh, keep your hands out in front of you. Don't give up those 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 goals that slipped through your body tonight. Especially again, you're you're missing a guy like Jack Hughes. That's such a huge advantage for Buffalo. Um, and not to mention, you know, dealing with uh, Nico Dawes down at the other end. Just, uh, you know, make his NHL debut. Just you know, keep keep things simple. You know. When it comes to your puck tracking, um, you know, be constant in communication with your defenseman in front. Try and make things as easy as you can possible, and like I said, just you know, keep it simple. Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I mean, I can't, you know, against, against a team like this, especially with how well he played. I believe it was against Arizona. Arizona was his win, I believe. Yeah, huh, Steve. Yep. Yeah, that was. His you know, win. he played very well. He played very well. So you only let him win. Yeah, if you play that same simplified game, give uh, your you team know, a
1: chance, baby.
0: Yep, gave your team a chance. Keep out, keep yourself outside your paint. Like you'd like to say, Cully only white. And uh, I think we'll, uh, I think we'll be okay tonight. I, I, I could I could see us winning this game like four two. Two,
1: two things I wanted to throw at you guys. Okay, Rasmus Asplund, um, he's earned the trust of Donnie because he's led the the Sabres forwards a nice time. Um, he had close to four seconds away from nineteen minutes last night. Um, the goals haven't come yet outside of an empty netter, um, but. Going back to the Devils, Ty Smith, um, a young guy, had a phenomenal rookie season last year with uh, two goals and twenty-four assists. Uh, he draws back in now. Granted, he draws back in on the last pair. I think Lindy's, Lindy's always been his approach has been to, to ease guys back in the lineup, right? But uh, correct. Hopefully, he doesn't you know shove it up our hoop. Um, but he he's a talented player. I want to to read one quote, okay? The Sabres have allowed uh, goals, the first goal in three consecutive games, um, something that Granato obviously preaches against. And when asked about it, um, Dylan Cousins uh, had this to say. It's a lot in the way Donnie coaches. We know mistakes are going to happen. We know it's not always going to go our way. We just try as hard as we can to put that stuff behind us. A bad shift, a bad turnover, put it behind you and move on learn from it, and keep the positive things going. And and I, and I that sticks out to me for one reason. Listen, you, you cannot control the past. You can nope. only control the future. I tell my goalies, just like I told myself, it's all about the next save. Doesn't matter if I just let him go from center ice, or if I just made the best save of my career, it's about the next save. For them, Donnie preaching that next shift mentality, love to hear that. But I do think that this is a team that needs to come out and, and get in front of teams, Dwayne, um, what do you have on that? Like, like how big of a role does that play for them? Uh, I, I think it, it, it's going to be huge for us to jump out and get that first goal.
0: I mean, you always want to set the tone early on. And again, this is a team I think you can, like I said, don't, I mean, don't, you have to be pretty, uh, to start this game, get pucks on net. You know what I mean? And get bodies to the net. And again, make him feel uncomfortable and get that first goal. And, uh, I personally, like I said, I just I, I, I love, I love it when teams play aggressively against young goaltenders, especially ones that are making their debut. If you dude, if you got to take a penalty, take a penalty. You know, really make them feel uncomfortable. Whatever, yeah, like make make some, some contact, right? Baby, make some contact. Don't hurt them. Don't knock them over. Make Tom some contact.
1: Wilson, fucking, I could smell his fucking is is deodorant because he lived on top of me, man. Yeah, and exactly. No wonder they fucking scored twenty goals on me um i love that i love that from you dwayne um wanted to ask you quickly dwayne about evander kane and what's going on with him in the Leafs. give
0: us I what you mean, this guy this guy and i was listening to uh you know the new andrew peters craig Reveille podcast earlier after the whistle and um this guy really honest to god and i hate saying this man because i love the way he plays the game you know what i mean who doesn't like watching evander kane the hockey player The human, the human being sucks Evander Kane, the human being, sucks. All these allegations from his ex wife, you know, when it comes uh, to the uh, kid and this uh, and that. Let, 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 let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. It's like, while you always want to believe the victim, you always take things with a grain of salt. With that being said, what is Evander Kane's track record when it comes to making decisions off the ice? It's pretty terrible. One time, again, this guy flew in it's his bed.
1: Put, put 100 grand on red.
0: Yeah. You know, he, this, one guy, this guy one time spent thousands of dollars to have his Lamborghini flown into L.A. or help, you know, whatever, just so he could drive it around for two days. He missed practice once with Buffalo because he went to a Raptors game the night before and couldn't get back in time. He oh, helicoptered his way back. <laughs> yeah, the the stuff with the Jets, the stuff with the Jets, not uh, refusing to obey the the dress code with the Jets. Uh, you know that the issues he had with Dustin Buffalo there, and then obviously the allegations of sexual assault here in Buffalo. And now all these new, I mean, the guy, I mean, he is the common denominator in a really long list of allegations and bad decision-making. And at some point you have to be held accountable for the things that you do. And now this stuff with the, with the COVID vaccine card and that, that dude, that, that's, you that's that's you,
1: 21 games so suspension. And now, yeah. that's How do just, you fucking, how do you come up in your brain? Just come out and say, you don't want the vaccine. And no, get the guy, get the big vaccine card. You know that? What's that movie where it says, like, it's got the big guy and it's like, I am, I am, I am Steve, five years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, the bench warmers. warmers. Yeah. That's what I agree. So, I, 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 I,
2: yeah. I, I honestly <laughs> think I am that. It,
1: look, Always
2: I think it's just that. because of all the, uh, all of these other looming issues and allegations looming around Evander Kane that when he tried to throw this clearly fake vaccine card into the mix, it's like, okay, now we have something that we can tangibly prove. You fucked up, and we're going to throw the book at you, bud. We can't get you definitively on any of this other sketchy stuff that's circling around you, but you definitely did this, and we're going to let you feel it for the full extent that we can.
1: Not defending Evander Kane. I'm with you guys on all of that, because um, how, how... – <laughs> do you think that is a good idea to try to fake a vaccination card in one of the most liberal states in the country? In the NHL, which is a fucking National Hockey League, is beyond me. But I will say in the lawsuits with his ex-wife, a lot of that stuff's been disproven. Doesn't make him not a shitty person. He might as well be a shitty person. I don't know him personally outside of one or two run-ins with him. Um, where he was clearly under the influence of maybe multiple substances. Not going to get into that. But, um, Dwayne, wanted to tee you up on the Leafs here. I know we're coming up close to start time. Um, love to see the, the jersey throw early. Love to see it.
0: Yeah, um, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to bring the picture up from the tweet I sent earlier. It says, you know, things are not agreeing with me today, uh, unfortunately. But, yeah, I, I can't believe you had a jersey on the ice this early into the season in Toronto. That's just like, to me, it's like, Why? Like, why? Like, for what reason? Like, like you guys still have a stacked team. That team is too good to not eventually figure it out. You know what I mean? Tavares, Matthews, Marner. I disagree. It's just that Can team is too why? good.
1: Can I tell you why I disagree? Why? I think they brought in Tavares for the wrong reasons. I think you gave out a lot of money to a lot of forwards, and they're good players. Do they deserve that money? Not doubting that. But. Is the chemistry there? Now, uh, I might just disprove myself. I think the reason they lose that series against Montreal is because Tavares was injured, right? And that that away. I think
0: Carey Price played out of his mind.
1: But Jack Campbell did too, bro. Jack Campbell oh. had better numbers over the series.
0: Oh, I I don't I don't disagree with that. percent he did, but so I mean, like.
1: But it, are they built the right way? Like you're paying a lot of guys, maybe four guys, what is it, 50% of the, the cap? I just think that they, listen, D- Dubas' is, is, his job is on the line. I don't care what you say. Uh, if Toronto media, it's, it's, if things don't, if they don't get out of the first round, if they don't make at least a push this year, Dubis is gone. And, and listen, you got to remember,
0: right.
1: Dubis was the GM in Sault Ste. Marie for three years when I played in the Western Conference. I played against Dubis. He built a very good club. He traded for Jack Campbell. And, well, Windsor. Just, I don't know if Windsor realized that they could get nothing for me, uh, like feature considerations, and they got the biggest haul in, at the OHL at the time. They got 16 picks or players for Jack Campbell. But we got dude, it. this is—I got—you I got, got to think that the, the clock is ticking for his, for his job. No,
0: yeah, you have to believe it, man. To have a team this stacked uh, for this long and to not get past the first round. Eventually, you have to you have to have to send shockwaves through the organization and have some type of culture change and show, especially the players, of a guy like who's built a team like that, like that Maple Leafs team has that much firepower. If his job isn't safe, man, nobody's job is safe, and that really will put people at attention in that organization. I, I it just blows my mind. I know they're cursed. I know this. I I love 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 like laughing at the expense of Toronto Maple Leafs. Anybody who knows me knows that. Anybody who listens to the show knows that. But it's just like, really, like right here, a jersey is already on the ice, and we're really, we're really already there. I I guess I did the tweet. We've been the worst run. We as in the Sabers have been the worst run franchise, not just in hockey, but all pro sports for over a decade. But I can't remember the last time I saw a Saber jersey thrown on the ice. So that's a positive, I think. Like, and but like, Go go ahead, go ahead. Like, it's just like, it's just like, I've been this. I don't, dude. I can't count on all of my fingers and all of your fingers and toes. How many Sabres games I've been doing the last ten, like five years. But I will say this: I've never, ever, ever seen a jersey thrown on the ice. And trust maybe me,
1: we could game. throw the Mogilny jersey that got fucked up with the colors. Oh my god, that
0: jersey, man, that jersey. I, I gotta tweet a picture of that out later. Please uh, do, please oh do. I intend
1: to get it fixed. But um, you know, looking looking at tonight's game, guys, you have Pavel Zacha, Nico Heesher, and Jesper Bratt. Igor Shukanovich, all these guys. All Thomas Tatar, yeah Yeah. They, they are looking to make an impact and get back on the right side of the schneid. And I would love to see us shut them the fuck down. Now, do we have the lineup to do it? Damn straight we do. But we have to stick to our game plan, which is keep it simple, play fast through the neutral zone, you know, pr- you know, protect from the net out. Make the right decisions in the game. Don't go out early. Get pucks on net, especially when Nico does first start with traffic. Anything else you guys want to throw at that? Um,
0: Like I said, just pl- don't really change anything you've done in the last four games. Even against the Bruins, man. The Bruins were just a more talented team. You know, they had so much more elite talent on that squad. And I think really, that's really what the difference was. Um, Let me ask
1: I, you one if, what if, if we had Yoki Haru Middle Stat and, and Daleen makes a simple play up the wall there instead of trying to go back to his partner who was clearly fucking covered um, and beaten and knowing that we had uh, his winger up the boards on his strong side, all he had to do was throw it up his forehand. Go back and watch it, folks, if you don't believe me. Um, it, it's on the replay of the first goal. You'll see it. You'll see the fucking winger just above the half wall. All Darlene had to do instead of overhandling is just put it up the boards. If you let in a first goal against teams of that caliber, it's going to be hard for us to come back. Now, if we play the way that we played against Montreal, Arizona, and forget the other game. Vancouver. Vancouver. If we find a way to keep the game close, score the first goal, or not get behind that early, I think we're going to have success. I really do more success. And what does success mean for me? It means not being a bottom tier team in the league, right? Cause right now we're Absolutely. second, the Atlantic boys. Are we four games in? Sure. Okay. But we're only behind Florida and Florida's no joke, man. Florida's the real deal. I really like them outside of their Barossi contract. Um, Dwayne, that's a talk for next episode. <laughs> I don't want to get you fired up on that. I'm, I'm um, picking
0: them to win the whole thing. Well, I love The Florida whole thing right in the now. East, honestly.
1: I love Florida right now, man. And I'm happy for Sam because I – and I fucking love Sam. I'm so pissed we traded him. Fuck! But <laughs> it, it is what it is. But, um, you know, I, I'm going to leave it with this. You know, you, you, have, you have the NHL getting back to normal, right? Correct. I think this is the first year where we're seeing things really get back into normal – Um, I I, I didn't expect the the stands to be full. I know with the vaccine mandate, maybe that uh, counts for a 1,000 or 2. But, like, I don't remember ever in my life that arena being half empty. With that being said, the fans that have been there, a couple clicks for you because you have shown up. That was me.
0: Me and Steve, home opener.
2: Game one, baby.
1: No, but a couple clicks for the fans that have shown up. And, and fucking done their job and turned seven thousand into sounding like seventeen thousand. Okay.
0: Hey, I, um, I was really, I was really, I, I tweeted out yesterday if the Buffalo could find a way to 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 not just beat the Bruins but embarrass O'Meara with four or more goals, I was on the hook. I was gonna buy a Craig Anderson jersey. I'm I'm I'm, I'm angry. I wasn't able to, but I. Thanks, Craig. I really, but you, know what I really wanted out of that game last night. I wanted to hear the oh.
1: Oh, Mark. Mark, oh, Mark, oh, Mark, you Mark. suck. You suck. Oh, it's, all hey, it's, all it's all your fault. It's all your fault. fault. Dwayne, you did one one too many all oh, marks. Sorry. I'm with you, Steve. You had it right. Oh, Fuck God. you, Dwayne. No, okay. <laughs> let me throw it to you guys. Predictions for tonight. Um, I want to get who's, our, who's getting the first goal for the Sabres and your score prediction.
2: Uh, personally... I kind of think that this matchup, it's incredibly similar on both sides. Both teams are made up of a lot of young talent really trying to prove their sauce. The Devils are also in a situation where a lot of those players haven't been able to play together the way that they have until this season began. My little brother's actually a huge Devil fan, so I hear a lot about like their development and their side of the situation. So I know a lot more about New Jersey than I ought to. <laughs> but that said, like the matchup is incredibly similar, but if I had to pick somebody – Just based on last night, it's Dylan Cousins all the way. He is too hungry and too hot right now to not finally bury his first of the year. So my money's on Dylan Cousins for the first goal for Buffalo.
1: And score outlook?
2: Score out. It's definitely going to be a one-goal game. Obviously, I hope it's going to be Buffalo. I would would say it's going to be a 3-2, and I hope it's in Buffalo's
1: favor. Dwayne, who do you got, babe?
0: Uh, I'm gonna go four 2 Buffalo. Uh, you know, I the think he's gonna have a solid game. I think we're gonna keep keep their chances at, at uh, very limited. Um, you know, I I hope at least I hope, uh, but I see Dylan Cousins having a multi-point night, two goal maybe a goal and a couple couple of apples. And uh, you know, I, I'm looking at another guy too. I think Artu Rooster Lion in against a team wow. like this, wow. a guy with he, he he has jets. You know, and. Um, his boots are phenomenal. I think that he's going to beat, you know, whoever they match that, that lineup against. I really think he's going to really drive puck possession and create a lot of havoc around this rook, this rookie goaltender, Nico Dawes. And I think he's going to get on the score sheet, too. I'm looking at another multi-point night for our 2 roost to
1: All right. I got uh, the Sabres winning 4-1 to one with an empty netter. I got Will Butcher scoring in his return to New Jersey. Feel Ooh. it. And that's a risky pick. Um, the puck drop is down. Nineteen thirty-seven in the first. Uh, this has been episode seventy-four. Hey, real
0: quick, real quick, real quick, real before, we, before Fire we wrap up, it. Wrap Fire up. up. You, because you haven't been here since since we've seen hockey on both ESPN and TNT. Can we just talk about how much night and day difference the 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 presentation has been since both these platforms have taken over
1: I hockey? It, it's unbelievable. I've been a big fan of TNT. You know, I'm a business guy. Um, him and Gretz being great. Um, with that being said, tonight, uh, we'd be remiss not to remind you that on ESPN Plus at 10 o'clock, the Crack and make their home debut. I uh, watched a couple really yep. cool oh, videos. Oh, I can't wait. Um, that's just a really cool rank, man. Um, other scores from around the league. Right now, you got the Ducks leading the Wild in the second, three to 3-2. Avalanche Lightning starting right now. Panthers Flyers starting right now. Hurricanes Blue Jackets starting right now. Red Wings Canadians starting right now. Maple Leafs Penguins starting right now. Predators Jets starting I right know, now. You got a lot buddy, of good hockey. Buddy, boys. buddy. It's big, a great big, big
0: Saturday night for hockey. And one thing I wanted to touch on too, because one thing we've talked about is when Ovechkin on, in that season opener, he had two goals that night and they brought in Ovechkin. They had the great one in the bottom corner. Talking about the play and breaking it down. And there's Obi just losing his fucking mind after he scores. Every single goal is like his first in the NHL. And if anyone is in disbelief that this guy isn't going to break the Great One's record, you are out of your mind. He is to another hot start. Scored again last night. This guy is, I think it was, was it last night or did he have a day game today? I don't know. I saw it earlier today. But, like, they had three unanswered goals. No,
1: it was was the day game. They they definitely – he scored, too. He had an apple as well. Just the guy had –
0: they gave him so much space coming down the wing on an odd odd man rush. If you give Ovechkin that much space coming down the wing with speed, he's scoring nine times out of ten. And the one time he doesn't score, he's hitting the post. Like, it's just – like, the guy's just
1: so fucking good. So you got they lost in overtime against the Flames four to three, but you have Ovechkin with his fifth of the year, and um he also had an assist on uh, um, uh, uh been
0: uh, uh,
1: let's hey, take it to the game, guys. been an unbelievable show. Glad to be back. Uh, Dwayne, thanks for working around my schedule. Big game goaltending, any young goalies, hit me up. Um, hey, and just remember, me. just
0: remember, this is brought to you by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case. Uh, I will go there before every Sabers and uh, and Bills game. Whenever I go to my boy Greg Day's house, Dazer, uh, sit, sit in the man cave. We uh, have a couple a couple of adult soda pops, but around right the corner uh, over there near Dick Road. Is uh, outlet liquor. Make sure you get over there. Get all of your adult beverages.
1: What's uh, your outlet?
0: The place to buy a case. Don't haste. But episode this has been episode seventy-four. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> episode it It's been too long. Ah! Been too long. Ah! Been Run, I
0: don't know what we're yelling about. What
1: are we yelling about? Let's Run, go, neighbors. Let's go. Episode, episode seventy-four. Oh, I'm Cully. For Steve, for Dwayne, let's fucking go. Let's go, boys.
0: Let's get it.
1: I'm out. Love you.
0: Hey, everybody. This is Dwayne from Two Goalies, One Mike, here to remind you that after you get done listening to the episode, which I hope you loved it and I hope you enjoyed it, please be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you are using Apple Podcasts, do me a favor, please be sure to leave us a five-star review. And, of course, write us a review. It goes a long way in getting us noticed and getting us some kind of recognition in this world of podcasting. It goes such a long way. And, obviously, if you're watching on YouTube, at Two Goalies, One Mike, hammer that subscribe button, leave us some comments, show us some love with some likes. Again, it goes a long way, and we really appreciate your love and support. To those of you who have been with us since Episode 1, Thanks for sticking with us for this long. For those of you who are jumping on the bandwagon right now, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. We have a season of guests that are going to blow you away. Uh, This year for hockey is going to be big with them going to ESPN, TNT. We've already seen how great it's been. Just, you know, they just got done with the first two nights of this season. It's been phenomenal. We get Gretzky back, Gretzky and Barkley. It's, It's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. So we are going to have so much to talk about this year. Thanks for hopping on with us. Thanks for listening to this episode, and we will talk to you soon. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters.